WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. We're going to take a trip right now. Like we always do about this time. This is a journey into sound. I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we'll explore the music of the late Max Hartstein, an important Indiana visual artist, activist, and jazz bassist. Though Hartstein's contributions to jazz music are often overlooked, he performed with some of the greatest players in jazz history, including Cannonball Adderley, Eric Dolphy, Ben Webster, Kenny Clark, Dexter Gordon, Bud Powell, Dizzy Gillespie, and Benny Goodman. For the next hour, we'll be listening to rare recordings of Hartstein's work in jazz music. And we'll hear from a couple of Indianapolis residents who knew Hartstein during his time in the city, including the composer and singer-songwriter Emily Wells. Max Hartstein passed away in 2011. He was 82 years old. Over the years, Hartstein called many places home, including San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Paris, and Freedom, Indiana. But no matter where he was, Hartstein always credited the Indianapolis jazz scene as a fundamental influence on his work. In fact, in 1980, Hartstein produced a double LP titled Naptown Reunion, featuring his work with the quartet of important Indianapolis players. We'll hear music from that album later in the show. Hartstein provided a brief biography for the liner notes of the Naptown Reunion LP. He was born in South Bend, Indiana in August of 1929. He began drawing at age three, painting at age eight, and playing bass at 19. In 1951, Hartstein began studying at Indiana University. He left the school two years later for Indianapolis. During that time, Hartstein was active in the Indiana Avenue jazz scene, performing with local legends like Buddy Parker, Jimmy Coe, Dave Baker, and Slide Hampton. By the late 1950s, Hartstein had left Indiana for the West Coast, and it was in California that he cut his first recording sessions. We'll start this week's show with three tracks Hartstein recorded with the sax player Brew Moore in 1956. Moore was a fixture on the San Francisco scene of the late 1950s, performing for enthusiastic fans like Jack Kerouac, who praised Moore in his 1965 novel Desolation Angels. We'll hear three tracks featuring Max Hartstein 
from Brumore's self-titled 1956 album on Fantasy Records. Them their eyes, rotation, and fools rush in. <laughs>
We just heard three tracks from the saxophonist Brew Moore, featuring Max Hartstein on bass. On this week's show, we're exploring the work of Max Hartstein. Up next, we'll hear three tracks Hartstein recorded in 1955 with the sax player and clarinetist Virgil Gonzalez. From the album Jazz, San Francisco style, we'll listen to Garden, Viva Zapata, and Goody Goody. Thank you. 
We just heard three tracks from the Virgil Gonzalez Sextet, featuring the Indiana jazz musician Max Hartstein on bass. And we'll return with more music from Max Hartstein after this short break. I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we're exploring the music of the late Max Hartstein, an important Indiana visual artist, activist, and jazz bassist. While Hartstein's contributions to jazz music are often overlooked, he performed with some of the greatest players in jazz history, including Cannonball Adderley, Eric Dolphy, Ben Webster, Kenny Clark, Dexter Gordon, Bud Powell, Dizzy Gillespie, and Benny Goodman. I became interested in Hartstein's work after a conversation I had earlier this year with the composer and singer-songwriter Emily Wells. As a teenager growing up in Indianapolis during the 1990s, Wells would sneak in to the Chatterbox Jazz Club. She told me that hearing Max Hartstein perform at the Chatterbox influenced her perspective on music. I understand that as a teenager, you used to sneak into the chatterbox, and this was really a formative experience in your life. Tell me about <laughs> sneaking into the chatterbox and what it meant to you to uh, see music there. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about making things feel more possible. That place just like cracked open the world to me. You know, I had grown up playing classical music. I had, like I said, my dad was a music minister, so it was either like, Brahms or Haydn or, uh, you know, hymns, you know, it was very, or Vivaldi, of course, I'm a violinist, but um, so jazz was completely foreign to me. It was the most exciting thing I had ever encountered, you know, I, and also live music in that way, you know, I, of course, had participated in a lot of people making music together in a room through choirs and orchestras but this felt utterly utterly fresh and I remember it was like a you know <laughs> a siren song kind of situation for me I was as teenagers do just sort of wandering around looking for 
for something to spark me an evening. I was downtown and um, totally on my own. And I heard this music and just was so drawn to it. And I was just watching outside the window and there was this old guy playing bass. His name was Max. I have a feeling he's not with us anymore, but he kind of note, you know, motioned for me to come in once he noticed me there. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in and they can just card me. As soon as they card me, I'm going to get as many minutes or seconds as I can in this place, you know. You mentioned the bass player, Max. Do you remember any of the musicians you saw or did you form any meaningful connections with any of the musicians you were watching there? I always, Max, for sure. I, I don't remember the names of anybody else, mm. um, but there was a trio that he was part of. And there was a drummer, old, older gentleman. Had to be uh, Dick Dickinson, tr- an older white guy with glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Max was so encouraging and welcoming. He had a kind of Santa Claus uh, you know, a jazz Santa Claus <laughs> look about him. Mm. But yeah, he was wonderful. That was Emily Wells sharing her memories of hearing Max Hartstein perform at the Chatterbox Jazz Club in Indianapolis. Earlier this year, I spoke with the Chatterbox owner, David Andrichik, and he shared his memories of Hartstein. Tell me about Max, what you know what you know about him. You mentioned he was an advocate for the legalization of marijuana in yes. the early days. Yeah, tell me about Max Hartstein. Yeah, I mean, he was a real curmudgeon. I mean, he didn't much like me. You know, he was there because <laughs> Dick was there. And we didn't have much in the way of, of discussion. You know, he would always go outside and around the corner and smoke marijuana. Right, well, that's okay. You're the musician. And, and it did not in any way hamper his musical abilities. Um, and it was kind of like... I, I, number one, I didn't care. At least he had the respect to not try to do that inside the premises, which would have been illegal and then we would have been in, in uh, some difficulties. But nonetheless, always a curmudgeon, but just really, oh, um, an intense player, just intense player and great volume when it was called for for his solo. He didn't he was he was the he laid down that beat you know he was the bass player but man oh man could he do a solo it was just fantastic and dick really liked him too they got they were each curmudgeons in their own way and they got along well and he was a visual artist as well right yeah there were lots of uh, drawings there were some pen and ink drawings that i think he did there's one it hasn't lasted well it was taped up on the wall um uh, but I never saw much of his work, and this must have been from a photograph because he was in the the in the drawing, and I don't remember who else was in it. it parts of it are still taped up to the wall, but it, it hasn't really lasted. So I haven't seen much or remember, let's say, much of his drawing. But, yeah, he did that too, and he lived in Freedom, Indiana, maybe very intentionally. I don't know if he was from Indiana, but Freedom because it was Freedom. <laughs> And did you know much about his background? Like he'd made some records in the 50s with a sax player named Brew Moore, who was a contemporary of Jack Kerouac, someone that Jack Kerouac hang around, hung around with. Did you know much about that I, past I knew, work? No, I knew nothing yeah. about that at all. Yeah. But it doesn't surprise me that, that, yeah. that Max would have been part of that scene. Yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly great.
That was Chatterbox owner David Andrichik sharing his memories of Max Hartstein. As David mentioned, Hartstein was an advocate for the legalization of marijuana. Hartstein also advocated against the United States' war on drugs. And in 2003, Hartstein published a book on that subject titled The War on Drugs, The Worst Addiction of All. In 2005, Hartstein appeared on a Bloomington, Indiana public access television show to discuss the book. Let's hear an excerpt from that program. Our next guest is going to be Max Hartstein. Max is a jazz musician. He's played with people like Slide Hampton and many other big names that I'm sure we'd all recognize. He was on Jazz Avenue um, during its heyday up in Indianapolis. He's an artist, and he also has recently become an author. He wrote a book, The Drug, the Drug War, The Worst Addiction of All, which I had a chance to take a look at last night. and was uh, very provocative, interesting, and enjoyable to read. Um, it's obviously about the war on drugs. Could you could you explain to me how the war on drugs began exactly? Just just kind of so we can get uh, all on the same page here. Well, uh, the actual uh, creation of the phrase "the war on drugs" uh, was coined by Richard Nixon, uh, and uh, a part of his uh, campaign for his second term. And uh, as it uh, as he, he became president, won that second election, uh, he sent Mexico uh, three million dollars to start the war on drugs down there. And uh, basically, what they did was raided uh, all of the known uh, expatriate pot smokers that they knew of, the federalists came around to my next door neighbor and uh, made him draw all the money he had in the bank out and took all his pot and then he left and then went on to, they missed me, I guess they hadn't heard of me yet, but, uh, and, and that was the way uh, the war on drugs started in my uh, observations in my life. That was Max Hartstein discussing his 2003 book, The War on Drugs, The Worst Addiction of All. On this week's show, we're exploring Hartstein's work as a jazz bassist. In 1980, Hartstein produced a double LP titled Naptown Reunion, perhaps the most ambitious release of his recording career. The album was recorded live at San Francisco's Keystone Corner and features a quartet of esteemed Indianapolis jazz musicians who are living on the West Coast, including Lee Katzman on trumpet, Al Plank on piano, Vinnie Barth on drums, and Max Hartstein on bass. We'll hear the opening track from Naptown Reunion now. This is Back Home Again in Indiana. That's uh, Al Plank, that's Benny Barth, and there's the spaceman at the base, Max Hartstein. And he kind of put all this together, and we're going to play a song about the home of Indianapolis, right? I mean, the you know surrounding part, back home again in 
Is that oh, an educated audience cannot be beat. Ready? One, two.
from the album Naptown Reunion that was back home again in Indiana. Featuring Lee Katzman on trumpet, Al Plank on piano, Benny Barth on drums, and Max Hartstein on bass. On this week's show, we're exploring the music of Max Hartstein. Around the time Hartstein recorded Naptown Reunion in 1980, he was also developing the 25th Century Ensemble, an avant-garde project that Hartstein referred to as an experiment in perfect music. The 25th Century Ensemble featured both amateur and professional musicians performing together. Hartstein never issued any recordings from the group, but up next, I'll share some rare, unreleased tapes of the ensemble. We'll listen to a track titled "Peace in the World." How will I know when there's peace in the world? When all of the cannons are shooting up. Thank you. 
That was the late jazz bassist Max Hartstein with the 25th Century Ensemble, an avant-garde project that Hartstein referred to as an experiment in perfect music. On this week's show, we're exploring the work of Max Hartstein. Hartstein made one of his last known recordings with the Silver Tears Orchestra in July of 2011 at Farm Fresh Studios in Bloomington, Indiana. He passed away a month later at the age of 82. From the album, Two Sweets, this is the Silver Tears Orchestra with Lady, featuring Max Hartstein on bass.
That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in for this exploration of the work of Max Hartstein, an important Indiana visual artist, activist, and jazz bassist. I'm Kyle Long, and you've been listening to Cultural Manifesto.